Hello everyone and welcome to another week of NASCAR with Nate. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Atlanta race, along with some news around the sport, and um, Las Vegas coming up next week, so without further ado, let's get into it. Let's start off with the truck race. Um, it was a good race. The trucks do really good on the super speedways. Uh, it's really tight racing. You never quite know what's going to happen, especially with the experience uh, that the truck drivers have. So one crazy thing that happened on lap 39, there was a wreck that ended up in Bailey Curry's roof falling off. It was like, it looked like a convertible. There was no roof. It was just the, the windshield and then the back. The, the top of the roof, like the roof flap all the way over had completely fallen off. So that led to a debris caution, obviously, and then they had to retire. Um, other than that, Kyle Busch was great. Uh, he ended up putting on a master class of driving and won the race. Um, he's got like five five or six more races that he's doing this year in the truck series. If if those guys can't keep him out of the front, I think he's going to be unstoppable. Once he takes the lead, I, don't, I think it'll be real hard to beat as long as he has the truck to do it. Uh, other than that, it was a good race. Not much happened, surprisingly. It was good. Let's jump to the Xfinity race. Uh, RCR is fast, bad fast, again. And one other thing, I think Jesse Love is here to stay. And I don't mean the Xfinity series. I just mean NASCAR in general. I don't think it'll be that long, and he'll be in the Cup series with the way he's ran these last two weeks. If he can carry that over to the mile and a half and the short tracks, which I think he will because he's from ARCA, he won like 10 out of 20 of his races last year in ARCA. So if he can do that, if he can keep the momentum that he has right now and figure out how to finish the race I think he'll he'll be a name that uh you know is at the top of the standings in the cup series before too long so let's talk about the Xfinity race uh you know RCR they're doing their thing the whole race um Jesse loves winning like the whole thing he leads the pole I think he led every single lap in the first stage and he's kicking everybody's butt basically the whole race and then there's a late there's a late race caution um, and the drivers, the crew chiefs have to make a decision. They've been out for 72 laps. It's a 72-lap run. They've got to make the decision to come down pit road or stay out and risk it. I'd say it was about half and half that ended up choosing uh, the RCR guys stay out. You know, green flag goes. Immediately when the green flag goes, everybody pushes on the gas. Like, I'd say at least five cars ran out of gas coming to the green flag, so that causes this big old ruckus. Um, nobody wrecked somehow, but... It started off really weird, and then in a turn one, I think Jesse Love ran out of gas. Cost him the race. Uh, Austin Hill ended up pulling ahead. Nobody passed him. And um, he wins his second race in two weeks. He's he's won both of the races this year. And, um, man, if I was Jesse Love, if I was them, I probably would have pitted. It's the second week. You're You're fast. It's not like this is... It's an anomaly that you're running up front. You've got an RCR car, got a great driver. I, I probably would have pitted and just got some points. Now, if you look at the points from that race, Jesse Love walked out of there with the most points. He finished like 11th or 12th, and he, he got the most points. So um, if you look at it that way, it's not that bad, but still, he could have he pitted and you know potentially still gotten in the top five. So um, hindsight's always... You know, 2020, but if it were me, I would have went ahead and it's a second race. You've got the speed. It's not like you're going to be up there, you know, rarely. If he keeps doing what he's doing right now, he's going to be a contender every week if RCR can bring him the car. So 
it is what it is, man. Uh, he's, he still walked out of there with the most points, so whatever. Uh, junior Motorsports, for the second week in a row, they just don't have the results. They uh, ran out of gas. Sammy Smith finished 10th. Nobody else finished in the lead pack. They just ran out of gas. So that's, there's another group that, you know, I, I just it is what it is, I guess. But Dell Jr. talked about it, and he said he, he, he was frustrated. It was the second week in a row. They haven't had results, and he's trying to find a way to get to get out of the fuel mileage racing, which brings up, you know, we didn't talk about it last week, but the Daytona 500, they did that too where the leaders were running like 75% throttle. And so – they're super slow. Everybody's saving gas. They were saving gas going so slow to such a point that Anthony Alfredo, who was completely by himself, was running like two or three second faster laps than the lead pack. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of that either. Um, I don't know what they can do to mitigate this. Um, maybe, you know, create some kind of rule saying, hey, this is not a thing. You cannot do that. If you're leading the race, you cannot – you, you cannot ease up. You have to go. Um, I don't know if they can do that, though. You know, so, but with all the te- telemetry that they have, they can tell. You know, we, we watched it on TV. We all saw it happen. Um, but anyway, just that kind of stuff. And he said maybe put a caution halfway through the final stage, and that would, that would give everybody a chance to pit. You wouldn't have to worry about saving gas. But I liked it. I kind of like it if they would if they could fix them, you know, going half throttle on the front. If you want to lead the if you want to lead the pack, cool, lead the pack, get you some points, do whatever you got to do. But that's going to come at a cost of fuel. You can't lead the pack and save as much fuel as the guy in the middle or back of the pack. That's just how it is. If you if you don't want to burn gas as much, don't be in the front row. And when you got to pit, pit and if everybody will stop saving gas, everybody will stay out the pit at the same time. It won't be that big of a deal. So um, whatever they got to do to get rid of that, I don't know what it is. But something, they need to fix that. Because, it, you know, the Daytona 500, you know, it was kind of sucky there for a while. Because they were just going so slow. It wasn't fun to watch. They, they weren't racing. Uh, the Xfinity race this week wasn't quite that extent. It just came down to fuel mileage, which kind of, I think, made everybody think of the 500. Uh, the if they could have, if Jesse Love could have stayed, if he could have had more gas, he would have won the race, no questions. But the way it ended, everybody running out of gas was pretty crazy, pretty fun to watch. It's just kind of sucky to see him lose like that. But that's pretty much it. Uh, Austin Hill ended up walking away with the victory, you know. And um, let's let's jump to the uh, the Atlanta race, the Cup race. So your top ten for the Atlanta race. Oh, by the way, it was the third close, closest finish of all time. We'll get more into that in a minute. Your top ten is going to be Daniel Suarez, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Austin Sendrick, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Ross Chastain, Michael McDowell, Chris Buescher, and Ty Gibbs. Um, honestly, I think it was one of the best finishes of all time that I've ever watched. Second best finish of all time that, I, that I've been around for. Um, so it was the third closest finish of all time. Which, to me, you know, I remember one of them that beat him. One of them was the Kurt Busch in, at Darlington one. I didn't get to watch that. But uh, the other one was the, I think it was 2011 Talladega race, something like that. 2012, maybe. And uh, Jimmy Johnson ended up winning the race, I think, pushed by Dale Jr. Clint Boyer was up there. Anyway, 
you probably know what I'm talking about now. That was like one or two one thousandths of a second. But it looked like further apart than the one this weekend did. They said officially the one this weekend was three one thousandths of a second. But it was like, it looked like the closest to, of all time for me. I'm talking, it was by not even an inch. Like, if you look at the pictures, you can hardly tell who won. You cannot tell in, in real time who won the race. It's impossible, I think. To look at it, you have to see like a picture. And even then, a picture, you can barely tell who's won the race. I think it solely came down to, honestly, if you ask me, and this might com- be completely false, but I think the only reason Ryan Blaney didn't win that race is because he was not in a Chevrolet. Because the Chevrolet nose, you know, comes to the point. And uh, the Ford nose is kind of squared off a little bit like the new Toyota. Not quite to that exaggeration. But out of the three, I think the Chevrolet nose has the most pointy nose. And that's about how close it was. And so if Ryan Blaney was in a Chevrolet, <laughs> if he had that Chevy nose, he might have won the race this weekend. Um, it was a crazy finish. So let's just talk about the whole race real quick. Um, on lap two, there's a caution, collects Austin Dillon, along with, I think, Carson Hostivar. It might have not been then, but I remember him getting collected sometime in the race. I know it definitely got Austin Dillon. And, um, you know, so on lap two, I'm like sitting here, oh, great. This is how we're going to do it this week. We're going to be wrecking all week. And, um... No, it wasn't that too bad. It wasn't too bad. After that, they kind of settled down a little bit. They're, they were aggressive, don't get me wrong. A lot better than the Daytona 500. They were racing the whole time. It was it was good. I wish that our super speedway races were a little bit further apart. But it is what it is. We got two out of the way, and it was a fantastic... For a super speedway race, it was fantastic. I think it was the best race we've had at Atlanta. Definitely. It was the closest finish we've had at Atlanta of all time. It was also the most lead changes we've had at Atlanta with, at all time with like 40-something. I think it was 44 lead changes and 14 different leaders. It was crazy. It was back and forth, all race. There was no car that you could sit there and be like, all right, this is the best car. Um, there was one part of the race that was pretty crazy. They were all, you know, under green flag conditions. That pit road starts on the back stretch. It's really weird, and it's it's hard to get a grasp of, but... The pit road starts on the back stretch. Under green flag conditions, pit road speed is 90 miles an hour. Now, under caution, it's 45 miles an hour, and it's 45 miles an hour on the outside, uh, far outside. So it's they time it in between ticks. So obviously, if you're on the inside, you're not traveling as much distance. So if you're going 45 miles an hour on the inside line, then you will get caught speeding. And so a lot of people got caught speeding because they were not right on the outside this week. Uh, I know Kyle Busch got caught, but obviously that didn't matter because he almost won the race. So um, hopefully the drivers can get a hold of that next at the you know in the fall, and we don't see as much as that. On the last lap, uh, Ryan Blaney, Daniel Suarez, Kyle Busch. Those are your top three. Ryan Blaney's leading the pack. It looked like Daniel Suarez and Kyle Busch, it's like every time one of them would get a run, they'd get side-drafted by the other one. It sucked them back, and so on and so forth. Well, they did this for about a lap or two. Finally, white flag comes out. I think they get to, all right, we can we can fight for a second, or we can, we can stop messing with each other and go up and try and get Ryan Blaney. And so they both back up, 
get some help. Ryan Blaney's out there a little too far, and they catch him on the on the back stretch going into turn three. Daniel Suarez shoots high, leaves a gap for Kyle Busch, just a little gap, and Kyle Busch takes it. And about enter the turn four, all the way down the front stretch, they are completely even. No idea who's going to win the race at the at the stripe. You still don't know. We didn't know who won the race until about about the cars get back on pit road. We knew it wasn't Kyle Busch because he just kind of exited. He's like, oh, it wasn't me. So he gets off the track. Ryan Blaney and Daniel Suarez are both just sitting there, and I think about the back stretch we figured out. Uh, it was Daniel Suarez that won it. It was just too close to call. It was awesome to watch. Sucked because I'm a Kyle Busch fan, but it is what it is. I'm super happy that Daniel Suarez got him a win because uh, I feel like a lot of people doubted him. In my, my own playoff predictions, I, I put him in there. Not because of a speedway. I said, I think that he is going to win a, I think he's going to snag a road course. And here we are, week two. Daniel Suarez finishes first place. Um, what? Where did Ross Chastain finish? I know he was somewhere up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So Ross Chastain finishes eighth. So, you know, it's a great week for Trackhouse. They've got two top tens. And a win. Daniel Suarez is, is now in the playoffs. Um, surely Ross Chastain will get a win this year. You know, he, he was up front. He could have won the 500. He just wasn't quite in the position there at the end to win the uh, Atlanta race. But he was up there fighting, finished his eighth place. So I think Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez, again, both make the playoffs. The track house has two cars in the playoff this year. And then one of the races is, I think Talladega is the last race. No, Daytona is the last race. And then you got Talladega again. So Daniel Suarez is looking. If he can do good at these super speedways, he's looking real good this year. You've got the Revel in the playoffs. So I know it's early, but he might be one to watch. Other than that, so that was a good – it was good. It had it had that early wreck, and other than that, it was a great race. Uh, my fantasy picks for the week, I had a, like a Chevrolet lineup and a – Toyota lineup. I didn't think anything about the Fords. I'm like, oh, well, you know, Fords didn't, they didn't really produce last week. I didn't think about all of them wrecking, but so I didn't put any Fords in there other than Josh Berry and my Chevrolet one and my Toyota one were no good. Um, I did that Toyota one because everybody's been talking about the Toyotas. It's the second week in a row that they just weren't really there. I mean, you had, let's see, Bubba Wallace in the top 10. And that's Ty Gibbs finished 10th. You had two Toyotas in the top 10. And so, you know, I just don't know. I hope they can figure figure it out or it's going to be a long year for Toyota. They got a brand new car. So we'll see what happens this next week at Las Vegas, but it looks like they might be in some trouble. Um, Speaking of, let's go on to Las Vegas. So a lot of changes, a lot different racing than we've been seeing these last two weeks. I have really no idea what to expect. If you look at the past race, Kyle Larson won this race in the, in the fall. So I'm going to go right back with it and say Kyle Larson is going to win at uh, Vegas. That's my my guess. I wanted to say it was going to be somebody like Denny Hamlin or Truex, but I just don't think it will. I think it will either be Kyle Larson or Kyle Busch. I'm excited to watch the race to see how the Toyotas do. Uh, that's going to be really important. If the Toyotas don't do good at Las Vegas, then they're in some serious trouble. So, um, 
I no one really knows what to expect. It'll be good eye opener for us. We've got Las Vegas coming up this next week. Kyle Larson or Kyle Busch is going to win the race in my eyes. Maybe even Ross Chastain. That'll make my wife happy. But uh, other than that, I, there's nothing really for me to talk about. I don't know anything because we haven't seen them. We haven't seen the Toyotas. That's the big question this year is how are the Toyotas going to do at a certain track. So um, Kyle Busch, he looks real good this year. Who's locked in? Who's won the two races? William Byron and Daniel Suarez. Two Chevrolets locked in. Um, Joe Gibbs has have, had an awful start to their season. Uh, 23-11 is not doing too bad. So you've got two two Chevrolets locked in. Uh, Penske's looking phenomenal. They, they're definitely the best forward. Michael McDowell, you know, they're saying they're like a premier part of the Ford camp now. So front row and Penske are both looking good. Uh I'd say those are probably your two best performing forwards. Trackhouse and Hendricks are your best Chevrolets. And shoot, man, uh, Joe Gibbs is your best. Joe Gibbs is not even your best. I'd say 2311 is your best Toyota team right now. So, again, I know I've harped on it today, but the Toyota's got to figure it out. Um, is Carson Hosevar ready for the Cup Series? I don't know. Um you know, I remember watching him in 2022 at Charlotte, and he, like, dove into that person. I don't remember who it was, but he just, he just, you know, door-banged somebody in turn four, ended up winning the race, first race of his career, I think he won. And um, he's improved tremendously from that moment, but both of these weeks he's been in a wreck. So I think it's just too early to tell. Again, it's week, it's week, we're going into week three right now. So um, it's too early to tell. We'll know when um when we know, I guess. But hopefully he can stay out stay out of trouble at Las Vegas and we can see what, what finish he's capable of. Some of the Joe Gibbs guys, that's what they need too. They just need to stay out of some trouble. So hopefully Las Vegas leads to some better luck for the Toyotas. I'm fine with it. I like Chevrolet, so the Toyotas can do whatever they want to do. But um now let's go over to news of the week. Let's start off real quick talking something off topic. We've got iRacing. So if you don't know what iRacing is, it's it's your racing simulator on the computer. A few years ago, they did like the eNASCAR series where during COVID, you know, they had it on a video game. That's iRacing. So um, they have rain coming. I think it's next week. So yeah, iRacing is 16 years old, and they are just now getting rain. Um that's not that's not like a a shot below or anything. It's just pretty cool. Um, I don't really care personally. They, it's not going to be a NASCAR. All I really do is the oval kind of stuff, and I'm sure if you do, if you're listening to this, then you might be the same. So it will be a part of like GT3s and LMP2s and uh, F3, I think, maybe F4 or something like that. Anyway. It's not coming to NASCAR quite yet, but the reason I'm talking about it is because they are adding it to this to the simulator. Hopefully, sometime in the near future, we can get some uh, road course racing with the cup cars and some rain. That'd be pretty cool. It'd add a lot to strategy, as if the uh, you know the cup cars aren't hard enough on a road course. But that's about it for the for i racing. That'll be fun to watch and see how that unfolds. Let's go back to the real life stuff. So, Kyle Busch is suing Rev Racing. Uh, per the Charlotte Business Journal, they reported that Rev Racing has breached a contract and still owes $325,000 from last season. They only paid 
2.575 of 2.9 million. And, uh, you know, Kyle Bush wants his money. He's saying that, or they are claiming that they were late. They were most of the time late, or they just missed them. For a majority of the contract, um, Rev Racing commented on the matter, saying that basically they're just going through some hard times. They're trying to catch up. Um, I don't think it could have came for from a worse time, you know, being that they just won the day, they just won their Daytona race in the Truck Series. But at the same time, at least they have that going for them. Um, so they get hit with that, and about few few days later, this this lawsuit comes out. And um, that's that's it for this week. So. We're going to wrap it up this week for NASCAR with Nate. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're going to be starting a YouTube channel, so if you can, please go check that out. There's nothing over there yet, but we're going to post some some clips from this. Also, we're going to be on your Spotify, anything you can think of. Please please share us around. Let, let your friends know. Also, you can shoot us an email. If there's any, any kind of criticism whatsoever, please let me know. If you have any questions, you can send it to us on Twitter at NASCAR with Nate. And thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week on Wednesday. See ya.